Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome back to WBOG Channel 5 News <laughs> at 5. Uh, I am your uh, I am your host, uh, Jeanette McCurdy. Uh, <laughs> this week in the news, uh, scientists found a new organ uh, in your throat. That's a real, actual news. No. Yes. Uh, what? I had another piece serious? of news that I actually looked up that made me want to do this bit, and I can't even remember it anymore. Yeah, it, it, it was some, it was some, some liver with fava beans that got stuck in there. No, it's some, it's, it's just, it's just a different like salivary gland. It's not that cool. Uh, oh, that uh, was the other thing. Uh, freaking uh, Borat two coming uh, uh, soon. Yes. Did, you, did you see the shit I was going around online today? That oh, about Rudy, Rudy, about Rudy, Rudy put himself in a real compromising, a compromising position within the movie now just 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 to clear uh, things up uh as far as like because this is this is probably this is a very important fact as far yeah. as we know so far rudy giuliani had every reason to believe that this that this girl was of legal age um okay. so so but um but she wasn't but no no no. she was she was oh, she okay. was and, and and like the actress was um she like he thought she was a like a well-known journalist from a foreign country so like she like you would expect her like she the actress herself was 24 the only thing is that at one point borat runs in on them and goes she is 15 she's too old <laughs> <laughs> um oh my god so that's pretty no. funny but um yeah so that was that's in the news what else happened what else is happened oh, i feel like there's been well I, I, I saw a thing on tiktok that um in like russia they discovered alien life on a meteor but it's tiktok so of course it's not true oh i um, didn't hear about that i heard it's, that it's, I, out on that one. I recently heard it's nasa touched touched down on another asteroid 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 <laughs> asteroid yeah, I don't know. What else? Make what's a, what's trending words. on Twitter today? Let's, um, let's take a stroll down asteroid, here. Asteroid is like the third, a really big hemorrhoid. The third largest um, <laughs> individual Twitch stream of all time happened. And it was AOC. AOC, dude. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. That was I really a couple funny. clips. Yeah. Very cute. Cute stuff. Among <laughs> Us brings out, brings us us out the best game. in all our streamers. Well, are we going to do Among Us brain boggles? Oh my god, if we had like live people, stream, if we if we got enough people, like because what we could get us three, we could get mm-hmm. m- we could get M- M- Matthew, 
So that's four. Ethan, we could get Ethan. We could get we could get our two boys over at Zach and Aaron. Yep, yep. Sure, sure. Um, and then we just need two more people somewhere. I could get oh, like well, maybe Benny Boy. Oh, Christy. Benny Boy. Imagine Benny, Christy. Christy. Christy and Benny Boy. Here we yeah. go. We get the whole oh, team. Perfect. <laughs> oh my god, totally. I would totally do that. And like and like we could record our like I could record my POV and like put it on Patreon or something. No, this that is happening. Fun. That would be really at some fun. Point. Yeah, we we could we could get people together for that. Um. So enough about the news and about other <laughs> random stuff. Uh, you're That's not here. What you come here for. Yeah, what is this, the Daily this Zeitgeist? Is, this is Bogtober, baby. Woo! Ooh, that um, just came out of me. <laughs> and uh, so I guess I'll start off by saying I am your no-judging Jay, Jack, which will become mm. more apparent in mm. a little bit. No judging. Okay. Mm. I uh. am your bells of hell, B, Ooh. Bobby. Boom. I like that one. I like that one. Um, Thank let's you. see. I'm your Beelzebub B. Oh! <laughs> about B. Oh, I knew it! Oh, I love all the different names for the devil, dude. They're so good. Yeah. Beelzebub is probably my favorite, but but isn't Beelzebub, like, a different demon? Yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah, there's, if, if, like, we're, if we're going by Diablo 2 rules, then yeah, I think it's a different one. There are, like, different, um... Well, because in like the layers of hell, Beelzebub is like one of the rulers of that layer of hell. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, we're not talking about the devil, although sometimes this person and the devil cross over uh, sometimes. But as you probably read the title today, we're talking about the Grim Freaking Reaper. Oh. The Grim Creeper. <laughs> The grim, the grim leaper, the uh, grim peeper, the grim schmeeper, hey, uh, grim schmeeper. That's the real one. The grim schmeeper. That's the that's the big Hell one. Yeah. Um, but no, today we're gonna talk about. Um, I clicked something. Today we're gonna talk about the grim freaking reaper. Boys. Oh, I really was hoping you'd say the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, one of the greatest <laughs> shows on Cartoon Network. Um, yeah, it's funny that you that you that you mentioned that because I think the Grim Reaper is. Um, I, I since we started this podcast, I've often thought because I've always wanted to do like a folklore, like a modern folklore episode, mm. um, but we just like don't have modern folklore uh, really, uh, except. Uh, the Grim Reaper is probably like one of the most uh, significant uh, and prominent uh, aspects of our culture that um, sort of like he it's it's very interesting how it, it it's he's kind of kind of biblical, but also like not it like completely transcends uh, the Bible and is just sort of like everywhere and in every mm. media Um like Bobby had mentioned, uh, there's the, the character of Grimm in the Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Mm. Uh, you have uh, Grimm. You have a, a character aspect of death in the uh, freaking Bill and Ted's adventure movies. Um, like he's a Marvel character. Yeah, he's a Marvel character who and uh, Thanos a is in love DC with. Character. Yeah. Uh, interesting in uh in uh marvel uh death is actually a female true and both thanos and deadpool are in love with death 
Um, oh, I didn't know that Deadpool was also in love with death. Yeah, yeah. Love triangle bunch, going on. Yeah, in um, there's a few comic book series called uh, Deadpool. They're they're just called De- Deadpool kills the Marvel universe, um, hmm. and he's done it. He's done it a few times, and they do it. They do it every once in a while, where like the Punisher has done it, uh, Deadpool has done it. I think Thanos has probably done it. Um, well, like for the the whole comic book series is literally them just going through and killing everybody, literally oh, everybody. Uh, and Deadpool does it. Um, Deadpool does it to try to like meet uh, Lady Death because he's in love with her. He eventually is there a series called uh, Deadpool breaks the fourth wall. Um, he does that in Deadpool. <laughs> the reason why it's called Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe is because he eventually breaks out of the comic book panels and kills, <laughs> and he kills the writers who are writing the comic book. Oh, um, it's really interesting, but 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 he's 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 death is 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 everywhere. Um, so, do either of you know where the where where we get our Grim Reaper from at all? I have no clue, Brent. Well, I, I have to assume the origin is from that one time for Halloween where I dressed up as him. So, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I am so freaking old. The top, the, the top link in the, uh, in the, uh, in the Wikipedia article about the Grim Reaper actually reads, <laughs> uh, you guys know Brent from Brent Boggle Podcast? Uh, yeah, he was so scary that, that uh, <laughs> everyone thought they were going to die. Yeah. Um, uh, but no. I have that effect on people. See, when I think of death, I think of King Burley, the character that Brent played in uh, one of our weird little skits that we made once, where Brent was basically the Grim Reaper. Yeah, basically. Oh, my God. Anyway. anyway. All right. So, um, I've never been able to shake the image. (laughs) All right. So, I was just wondering, because before I decided to do this topic, I actually realized that I had no idea where we actually get that image of death yeah uh, yeah all, all joking aside i have no clue no clue yeah where it yeah comes from. so um first off i'll uh, i'll start off by uh i'll go through and i'll uh i'll talk about some other some other forms of death in other cultures um because Word. they sort of that will that will lead us into the origins of our our view mm. of i love a good jack story time everybody death. get your mm. s'mores ready Turn get, the, make yourself a nice chider, which is a uh, hot mm. cider with chai tea. Yo, in I it. tried that on the recommendation yeah. of Brent and Christy, and it was yes. so good. It's choice, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Choice. yeah, it's 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 very, very mm. nice. All right, it's tasty. Uh, Try it, Bobby. So, I will. I will. Right now. Where should we Bye. start? Uh, let's. Where should start, we start? Let's start in. Uh, we'll start in my area of expertise, North Norse mythology oh yes uh, yes so yes queen slay. yes boy so in scandinavia as um i think we mentioned uh probably sometime before uh hell is seen as a female a uh, hell her name is hell and she is the representation of death um mm-hmm. she is mm-hmm. one of the daughters of loki um she is sometimes uh seen as like a pair sometimes <laughs> as like a trio of like old women um, but she is the ruler and caretaker of the underworld. Um, she's kind of unique in terms of like deities of death. Um, because a lot of times you will have, uh, a character who is sort of the ruler of the underworld and then, a, and then a character, a character in the mythology, <laughs> and then, and then a mythological figure who is the actual representation of, uh, death. 
So, uh, but in in Norse mythology, hell is one and the same. Um, if we were to go on to say like Hindu mythology, um, hmm. which is uh, pretty uh, interesting, we have uh, someone who is known as Yema, King Yema, King Yema, um, which. <laughs> We know from Dragon Ball. <laughs> oh yeah, as the as the sort of uh, he's the dude at the at the at the he lets you into the underworld or whatever. Yeah, he chooses like whether or not you you're good or you're bad, and yeah, weirdly like, whether or not you get to keep your body or if you lose your body and become a soul. A, that just seems like a plot device. Well, the mm-hmm. the the one thing that the characteristic that they look at in a person is. If you're really good at karate, you get to keep your body. Ooh, which I thought was really um, weird. But so that's anyway. actually pretty. Uh, that's actually that's the only thing you need, baby. That's exactly yeah. the same in Hindu in the Be Hindu religion. Real good religion. at those hayas. <laughs> Wait, is it actually? Uh, no, no, no. It's similar. Oh. King uh, King Yema is uh, where? Oh, hold on, I lost. Is he mind. giant? Because um, in Dragon Ball, he's huge. Uh, th- he, uh, I think he can shapeshift because it says he often disguises himself as a small child. Oh, weird, weird King Yama. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he sort of like looks over. So he looks over like the souls as a whole, uh, mm. and then he has uh, Yamadutas, who are the ones who are actually responsible for like uh, making sure the souls get where they need to go. Uh, so this hmm. is again where we see that sort of split between the person who presides over the souls and the person who's responsible for that death. Um, in right. Japan, um, they also have adopted this belief of King Yema, which is probably why we uh, see the the character in Dragon Ball, which is a Japanese hmm. uh, mm-hmm. show. Although it, Bobby's holding right. up King Yama, even though all of us know what he looks like. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just thought I'd and remind you. Guys you guys can't see. And maybe put it in the blame brain bloggled, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, we can, we can <laughs> toss it in maybe. there. In case you don't feel like Googling it, somehow our brain boggle would be easier for you. If you <laughs> don't, don't know. already know, then I'm ashamed and you should go watch Dragon Ball Z. Uh, anyway, yeah. sorry. So yeah, so in 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 Japanese in Japanese mythology, they have uh, King Yema as well. Sometimes it's spelled I- Emma, e- like King Yema, but like it's like E-A, So I assume you're supposed to like yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which doesn't even matter because like when are they ever going to be even spelling it in English? It doesn't matter. Whatever. Uh, so Yema. Um, in, uh, so they have King Yema, who's sort of like a, uh, he's, he's more of a minor, uh, death, uh, deity. Uh, their major ones are Izanami and Izanagi. Uh, Izanami, Izanami gave birth to the god of fire. Um, and as is, since he's the god of fire, uh, he wounded Izanami greatly and she ended up dying of her wounds. Uh, her husband Izanagi uh, traveled to the underworld and tried to retrieve her, but he failed. Uh, so Izanami was so uh, distraught that she swore that she would claim one thousand souls every single day, uh, and so that sort of solidified her as the goddess of death amongst the uh, the Japanese pantheon. 
Um, that's it's a, too many souls. I gotta say, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna put my foot down on this one. Yeah. Too many. Yeah. yeah. So those <laughs> maybe a thousand a month. <laughs> well, that's you know, uh, spread it out a little. How many is uh, Jack Sparrow is worth? One hundred souls, <laughs> dude. I love Bill Nye as Davy Jones. That, yeah, which it's a penance right there. Interesting. Davy Jones is also a um, uh, is also seen as sort of a uh, a, 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 a representation of the Grim Reaper, specifically for uh, sailors. Davy Jones was mm. uh, responsible for ushering the souls of sailors safely to Davy Jones' locker. Mm. Um, which is just what they called the bottom of the sea, um, which eventually be like Davy Jones locker was sort of like, um, what is it called? A euphemism, a euphemism for the bottom of the sea. So like people would like say that sort of jokingly, um, but it eventually just became no like synonymous where like the place you go when you drown after you die. Um, so Davy Jones locker. Yeah. Um, so the uh, Izanami and Izanagi are more like ancient Japanese mythology. Um, yeah. Another reference to anime, real quick, because the Japanese love referencing mythology in their anime. Uh, the Shinigami. Uh, shouts out to anyone who's seen Death Note. Uh, Ryuk is a Shinigami. Uh, they are actually not based in mythology. They are sort of like fiction in, in, in more... Uh, modern art and, and folktale uh, sort of uh, thing, sort of like a paranormal kind of thing, as opposed to like a like an ancient uh, god. Uh, mm, they so they are more closely they they're closer to what we would see as a Grim Reaper yeah. now in the context of the Grim Reaper in the Bible is the same thing as Shinigami and these other ancient gods, basically. Except like shinigami or like they can be multiple different beasts right it's almost like a demon yeah they're sort of like a collection one yeah there's not there's not one it is a it is a a group of them uh in mexico they have la calavera katrina uh literally the skull katrina uh, although sometimes called Dapper Skeleton, <laughs> which, which, <laughs> nice. which I really like. Just um, picture a skeleton with a top hat. Exactly. Yeah. So Hello, my baby. Hello, she my is the ragtime girl. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I. Oh, Brent, I you need a top right hat. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh my god. I mean, I, it's in my me undies hat, but close yeah. enough. Sponsor I, us, me undies. I feel that'd be sponsored by me undies. That'd be sick. Um, I feel like I used out. to see that like frog dancing reference like all the time. <laughs> the WP uh, frog, yeah, sure. yeah. Like I feel like I used to see it referenced a lot more in like I, I don't know. Well, cartoons love to reference it, so I guess I'm thinking back to when I was watching cartoons when I was younger. Sure, and I guess that was back when there was still a WB with the WB frog for people to really reference. Yeah, like. Mm. It's, you don't really see that so much these days. Yeah, true. That frog could be a freaking representation of death now. <laughs> mm, exactly. Um, all right. That's, that's what I'll see right before I, I shuffle off this mortal coil. Oh, that'd God, so that sounds funny. horrible. Could you imagine, though? That'd be sick. Would it not? It'd be un- yeah. unironically cool. I could, I could think of worse things, so I'll, I'll take it. I'll take what I can get at this point. <laughs> um. <sighs> all right, so La Calavera Katrina. Uh, so sometimes known as the dapper skeleton, she is the personification of death in 
uh, Mexico, whose roots can be traced all the way back to the Aztec goddess of death. Uh, okay, bear with me here. Mi Mixteca Quihuatl. Uh, Mixteca Quihuatl. Oh, Mateka Hikwalo. Yeah, yeah, you know the one. What's <laughs> Hikwalo? Yeah. Wait, Brent, how the heck do you know that? He doesn't. I don't know. It's, it almost sounded like Quetzalcoatl, which oh. was a uh, the the uh, Aztec or just our Central American Thunderbird. Um, um, and is often represented within the Final Fantasy series as a summoning magic. It always leads back to Final Fantasy. It's, that's pretty much how I understand most like weird like de- deity god Baphomet. references. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bahamut. Yep. Ifrit. Shiva. Come on now. <laughs> that's it. Ramu. Ram is the is the god he's referencing actually i know wrong yeah. um all right so blah 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 so uh but the modern so the modern uh depiction of uh katrina as a uh, skeleton that's brightly colored uh with flowers and, and paint and stuff uh is inspired specifically uh by an etching by jose, jose guadalupe posada uh from the earliest 20th century uh, and I can send a uh, I can send the image to you after this, Bobby, so you can uh, uh, put that, on, that the, brain on, the, on the blog. Maybe yeah, yeah. Go check out the brain bloggled to check out all these images that we're talking about. It's on our website, brainbogglepodcast.com. So to this day, she is uh, closely tied with Dias de los Muertos or Day of the Dead. Uh, de las remember me. And she is celebrated oh, along with those. Oh, say goodbye. Oh, Coco. Do, is this where Coco, we have to pause so and talk about how much, uh, how much La Dia de las Muertos. Coco? Coco it's so funny. good. It's, it's such a good movie. It's underrated, I would say. It's so underrated. Like, I don't think I it's like underrated. It kind of, I think it got kind of like outshined by Moana, which came out maybe in a similar... Time oh, or Moana is also really good though. Moana is yeah. very good. Don't I get me think. Wrong. Oh, I, when it when it came out and in, in recently, like after, I think yeah, it was mm-hmm. underrated. I think people pretty a lot of people realize how good it is now. People who've seen yeah. it all like it. I just feel like it doesn't get talked about as much yeah. as some of the other ones. So it deserves that attention. For yeah. anyone Go who cares, it. we are doing a Disney conspiracies follow up episode soon. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, it's gonna do we be have a real bonus crazy. pod for this month. We could do Coco as the bonus pod. Oh, that'd be Ooh. so fun! That's, yeah, let's. Well, okay, what, what, Ooh, we're putting in the book. Let's, so, get, let's, well, let's get, get a poll. Uh, let's get a poll. Yeah, maybe we'll do like a little Disney themed one. Yeah, we'll put a couple. Oh, I was gonna like, say Disney like horror movies animated. October. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's so, well, I mean, we could have Coco in there. Coco so. doesn't really fit that exactly, <laughs> but we could talk about like Bly Manor or something because like that's fun to talk about. Uh, that's I true. Jack would have that. to watch the entirety of Bly Manor. It's only nine episodes, but you know, I, I could do that. Is it scary? No, it's not really. Okay, it's it's more yeah. of like a gothic romance with some ghosts. I, I was like disappointed by right, how well, not so scary. We'll think it was. of so th- we'll, yeah, we'll be thinking of topics that will uh, we'll tell you what they'll be at the end of the episode. We'll, put, we'll do a little poll. Yeah. Anywho. Mm. Anywho, all right. So as you can, so uh, with with La Katrina, we're getting closer to our uh, image of the uh, of the skeleton that we know. Uh, so let's move on somewhere that's whose uh, culture is uh, something that we're more familiar with personally, just being from the West uh, in uh, Celtic. 
uh, folklore, uh, ancient Ireland, they had a <laughs> banshee. Uh, a banshee? Yeah. Like an avatar? No, not like an avatar. Uh, this was a female uh, spirit uh, who came from the uh, Ben side, uh, which was a uh, woman of the fairy mound. And so in, in Irish folklore, fairies are their word for just like spirits and in, in mythological creatures in general. They're not just like little, right. mm. uh, what they would call pixies, uh, probably. Uh, so the uh, Banshee is a woman in a ragged cloak who's either a skeleton or sort of like gaunt and, and clearly deceased for quite some while. Uh, and she is known to wail loudly and constantly and signal be sort of a harbinger of death, if you mm. if you will. Yeah, uh, I don't like the Banshee. <clears throat> no, yeah, the Excuse Banshee's, banshees uh, scary. Um, so finally, we are going to settle on probably the most direct tr uh, reference translation of the Grim Reaper. Uh, which comes from a combination of ancient Greece and the Bible. So, okay, in uh, in 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 Greek mythology, as as many uh, know, Hades is the ruler of the underworld, and mm. Charon or Chiron or Sharon or whatever is the mm. is the boatman of Styx, and he ushers the dead across down the river Styx and into the underworld um but have you ever wondered who brings them to, how do they get to chiron uh well that's where wondered. thanatos comes in thanatos thanatos and so thanatos uh, reality can be whatever i want no not Thanatos. although thanos's name probably comes from thanatos uh thanatos is literally in ancient greek means death um so thanatos is the literal embodiment of death and he is uh much like the grim reaper is in our in our current culture he does mm. not kill the people he is merely there when they die ah so it's um, like he, he he's like so when you see him he's the the harbinger of death he's like come with me yeah he I'm his role is you he, to the river he, sticks he, yeah, his role is essentially like exactly the same as as like the grim like the Grim Reaper. You know, like you imagine you like the Grim Reaper knocks on your door and is like, yeah. "Hello, you've died." You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. that sort yeah, of yeah. image. That's what he. Yeah, would look, I'm kind of looking at some do. images here, and there's there's some interesting similarities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, yeah, he was he was often uh, depicted as a handsome man with with uh, wings. Um, he, he also would take the form of a child uh, sometimes and sort of be like an anti-Cupid almost, um, where, uh, which is, which is kind of interesting, I think. Um, now, I have a question. I don't know if you know the yeah. answer to this. I'll see uh, if I do. Does Thanatos, I'm seeing, I'm also looking at some pictures, and a lot of representations of Thanatos, he has the scythe. Is that... Um, that is Post. a that is a definitely a modern uh, addition. Uh, yeah, that right. Is is because um, he that which which is him being uh, like he was the inspiration for the Grim Reaper, and so now in his modern depictions, the Grim Reaper is sort of reflected back onto him. 
that's really interesting <clears throat> yeah um because we will uh get into um where the actual skeleton came from in a oh. bit uh so, so the uh so interestingly enough in the in the bible's original language of greek um at the end in the book of revelations with the four horsemen of the apocalypse um pestilence was not actually one of them it was uh famine war conquest which just seems like war yeah right um and death but in the ancient greek the word thanatos was used to denote the figure named death the horseman um an important kind of distinction uh, well i don't know important to the it's not important in real life but important to the context of the podcast uh <laughs> is that the rider death is sometimes seen as the same as the grim reaper figure of death um however uh in like original versions of the bible they are two separate entities um, okay. but in, in some, as time goes on, they sort of, uh, sometimes some, some sources will indicate that they are the same and some indicate that they're not. Um, but, uh, so Thanatos was the, the writer of death and in the Bible, uh, the, uh, angel of death, I've seen it as like the old Testament angel of death is uh Azrael and the like new testament is kind of Samael uh sort of so they are um they're seen as the 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 angels of uh death as opposed to uh Michael or Gabriel being mm. the 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 good angels the angels of life and so these mm. angels were depicted very similarly to Thanatos um where they would be depicted as handsome young men with wings um, and they like not even necessarily would they have um, like black wings. Um, <clears throat> they, they they were shown to have black wings. Uh, sometimes they were shown with uh, white wings. Um, in some stories and translations, uh, they would actually do the killing. In other uh, examples, they were just present for uh, the actual death so is most likely, was also a, a batman character yeah he was, was basically the angel of death and that and that too he was he was cool he was yeah cool. he was pretty cool um where was i okay so Sorry. basically <laughs> um, <laughs> keep throwing us off track <laughs> it's fine uh so basically it's 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 pretty widely thought that thanatos inspired the idea of um of the Christian uh, angels of death, which uh, together with an ancient Breton uh, mythological creature known as the Anku, uh, mm. were sort of thought to combine together to make what we have uh, during a very important event. So first, we'll explain the Anku. Uh, so the Anku is a is a seen as a skeleton figure, often with. Uh, in some sort of black uh, robe-like clothing, uh, a wide-brimmed hat. Sometimes they will have long white hair or a beard. Um, they have a skull that constantly is rotating. Um, 
so that they it's, it's sort of supposed to be like a representation of death sees all nothing escapes death yeah. uh, and so he stands atop a cart with a creaking wheel that's piled full of bodies um and he is said to stand outside of towns and wait outside of uh, buildings for uh, people to die so that their corpse can be brought and he can bring them uh, into the next world. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's basically where uh, where all of that sort of uh, different cultures and where our more related cultures come together. And you can really see, especially with the Anku, um, like that is a very like direct representation um, of uh, of uh, a direct translation of our modern sort of Grim Reaper type beat. Mm-hmm. Um, so during the medieval time, after the fall of Rome, was sort of this. Um, there was sort of like a zeitgeisty type idea called memento mori uh which basically translates yeah you've you you probably have heard it before it translates to remember death or remember that you die um Mm. and it was sort of this idea uh where like after after the fall of rome um people were sort of sort of trying to come to terms with tragedy and with uh with their own mortality um and the inevitability of death um so a lot more um artwork and and works of literature and stuff would start to focus on the idea of death and would start to approach death from uh, uh, sort of a lens that was um, that was sort of ignorant of religion uh, mm. where for the first time they were just looking at death as sort of like a matter of fact thing as humans are alive and then we die what does it mean to die what is this what is this unknowing state of being which is essentially the only thing that that right now humans can't know and never will know yeah. basically um I feel like I definitely learned this in like art class in high school. Yeah, you probably you you'll definitely know of this next term. So memento mori was sort of the overarching cultural idea, um, inc- including the artwork and the and the emotions behind it. Uh, the art genre specifically is known as dance macabre or yeah. the dance of death. Yeah, um, I remember this. And so dance macabre was. Uh, was was prevalent before but grew to immense popularity during the black plague um and so during this time there were plays and artwork and songs uh written produced painted um showing skeletons uh supposed to be both people who have died and individual skeletons representing death as a concept contained within the skeleton um and a lot of people think that uh due to uh the prevalence of death during the the black plague um also known as the black death uh even the uh 
people sort of needed a way to um, to cope with it to because it, otherwise it was it was just so dreadful. I mean, it's yeah. estimated that between forty five and sixty percent of the population of Europe died during the uh, died during the plague. So uh, imagine if today half of America, like imagine if half of America died. Wow. Like yeah. what, it, what would it be? 180 million people or something? Yeah, 180 yeah. million people died from coronavirus in America alone. Like that would be uh, insane. I and mean, it's already terrible and it's only like a small percentage. Yeah, it's I like I couldn't imagine like half. I think it's like a two percent fatality rate right now. That might be in in the United States. I think. I mean, that death is be, death. Yeah, it's sad. Right. All it's sad no matter Give what. Take, but yeah, but yeah. Which is, it mean, would definitely be a lot more uh, life altering for every single person yeah. if if like one out of every two people you knew were like died. Yeah, right. I know that. Would, yeah. yeah, that would be like I don't like I I don't blame them for having a completely new. It essentially was was a completely new outlook on what death was, yeah. um, and so the artwork would depict like skeletons would be dancing around you know the like everyone's favorite fun fact about ring around the rosy is about it's actually about like during the during the plague or whatever um so the skeletons would be dancing seen trying to entice the living to death um and uh this was the first time where uh because during this time uh or well I, I mean i don't know exactly when this happened but the transition from a hand sickle to a to a two-handed scythe was like revolutionary because the the amount of like wheat you could harvest with a two-handed scythe scythe versus a one-handed sickle was mm-hmm. insane so in order to show this um the skeletons who were representing death were for the first time given a big scythe so that they could harvest mass swaths of the european population Mm -hmm. um and because of that it just sort of uh it just sort of stuck and um so wow and and i feel like there's a lot more kind of like metaphorical like symbolism in that too where it's like you know as the population continues to repair itself the Grim Reaper comes in to make sure that yeah. the grass is mowed. You know, the population yeah. is under control. Yeah, so that's um so that's basically the origins of uh of the Grim Reaper. And that's where we get that's where we get our modern uh version of the Grim Reaper, which is I really interesting. I I think it's so cool that it came from the Black Plague essentially. Because uh, I didn't know cool. that, and that's a fun fact. Um, it's just it's it's crazy to see like the plague had has a lasting effect essentially to this day. Yeah, well, I mean, it's when you say the plague, you literally most people think of that one yeah. plague, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it it it's literally the plague, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I, it's not super surprising to me that i guess yeah. like it would completely change our culture at least the european culture yeah. going forward but it's pretty wild to think that to this day the imagery that what came out of that era still exists today um mm. it's pretty pretty wild yeah. i gotta say yeah so i guess the next the next area and so i guess for the rest of 
the time for this podcast. So if you only wanted to know the uh, the origin of death, I guess you can leave now. But uh, <laughs> you should stay around because we're going to talk about... Uh, I think uh, I wanted to open it up to some more open discussion so we can talk about uh, why do we think that humans uh, throughout history throughout any culture feel the need to assign a face to death and personify it um and um yeah basically i guess that's where we're gonna go is is what is human human humanity's relationship with death Mm. basically well obviously Mm. to start i mean death is one of these things that has always been kind of like taboo like uncomfortable to talk about so we kind of like push it down we don't really talk about it day to day yeah um i'm sure at some points in history it was even more forbidden to talk about death yeah well um some something that i was thinking about a lot is that like um death is as as i had mentioned before death is like it's something that we know is a finality and everybody knows that that is the inevitability of a human life. But mm. like the fact that you, it's impossible to learn about it. I mean, you could argue that that's the like reason for why religion exists is because people are so afraid mm. of what they don't know that they, people needed to create these religions to, mm explain what happens where you go because the idea of going to a nothing just ceasing to exist is so foreign and scary that they need something to cope and so i think translating death from that unknowable concept and turning it into uh uh albeit vaguely but a a human-esque enough figure where yeah because it's a human skeleton right it's 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 something that we can look at and now understand and look in the face and be like okay right i know a skeleton i know um Mm -hmm. i know i i i I like if death is a person i can know a person i can get to know a person and even in our like uh articulation of death you know like the things we say like oh he's really knocking on death's door as if death is like this dude who lives in a house and you're knocking on the door of his house. Mm-hmm. It's like the the amount it, of times it, we talk th- about that. I think it also like assigns sort of like almost like a sentience or like some sort of like thoughts yeah. or consciousness to the concept of death. Oh yeah. Which I think to maybe gives people some sort of comfort because the the reality is that, that there's no real rhyme or reason to it. It's just the, the the reality of life is death, and a lot of times it doesn't make sense. Like things just happen for no reason at all, and it's easier to be like assigned sort of like a conscious like being behind it. Yeah, it's yeah. like well, the deci- it's not because you know like just just life is crazy and random, and sometimes horrible things happen. Mm-hmm. There's this consciousness who's making these decisions about who lives and who dies. Yeah. The sisters of fate. Yeah, yeah. Then, it, it, then you don't have to like wrangle with that sort of like you know the infiniteness of like possibility. You yeah. know that's like anything can happen at any time and you have no control over it really yeah you know sort of like and that's pre- a really difficult thing to come to terms with so it's easier to be like well some there's this other thing that 
is controlling all this so we we can't only really do so much yeah you can even like convince yourself that maybe there is something you can't do like well maybe if we do things to appease this thing like sacrifices and stuff yeah i mean not necessarily that far but i mean (laughs) sure (laughs) but just or anything just like prayer or whatever there's just like a thing that i can do that maybe can influence the decision on these sort of things when you know obviously in reality there's no decisions being made it's just biology you know yeah it's uh it's kind of like the uh like the ex like the explanation uh, it's all part of god's plan yeah you know right. like it's it's uh like, like it's predetermined com- fate yeah like it's comforting mm-hmm. to know that like something has like it's like oh well it must know what it's doing mm-hmm. um and i think like everything like, happens for a reason you know like that whole yeah sentiment that people use yeah, like, like if there's something bad happens, there's always like a reason behind it. Like yeah, like humans don't do well without without a reason for things. It, it kind of brings me back to this sort of concept we've sort of talked about in other contexts of like humans needing narrative. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And it's just I feel like this kind of feeds right back into that. Like we need this sort of idea of like this hero's journey that is our life mm-hmm. that we're living. Yeah. And so if something tragic happens in our life where like we lose someone or something we love it's rather than it just being like that's just the way it works you know there's like adding this sort of narrative flow that like this is a part this happened for a reason because it's part of my journey to go through this and it lead to whatever the next thing is you know Mm. and if i didn't go through that then you know x y and z wouldn't have happened yeah. and i would have gotten to the happy ending of whatever that story mm-hmm. is so i think this feeds right back into that need for narrative you know because yeah. you I, you don't see that as much in other animals some animals do mourn the loss of like you know mates or i don't yeah. know whatever you know but like it's not like super common in the rest of the animal kingdom you know yeah. we're like very rare in that like we have this sort of like grief or whatever but like so much of it too is like attached to like this narrative thing that we need to function as yeah. creatures in this world yeah. it's just so strange it's sort of interesting to think about like when you when you imagine or at least when i when i i don't, I don't want to speak for everybody but when i imagine <laughs> like the grim reaper coming to get someone um you sort of like get the sense of the person who, like, if I'm, if Grim, the Greenberg is coming to get me, I, like, automatically have this assumption that he knows my, quote-unquote, story. That he knows right. everything that I've done. And um, I think it's also comforting to be, like, uh, because when when you die, you're, like, only, you know, it's not, you can't die with other people. I mean, you can, but mm. you can't. You can't share the experience with someone. And mm, so right. by personifying death, you're I think people are giving themselves um they're giving themselves a person to to lead them through this scary, unknown, new transition. Mm-hmm. Um uh Terry Pratchett has a really famous uh depiction of death in his Discworld series. Um, who in w- his text would be stylized. It would be written in all caps with only periods um, at the end of every sentence. And uh, Terry Pratchett had a lot of uh, terminally ill um, people uh, and a lot of other fans as well write to him and say um, that his interpretation of death actually 
um, helped them come to terms with their own mortality and they were wow. saying that they hope that he, that when they do meet death that he's like how he was in the books and death isn't just a, he's 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 a, he's a very nuanced character in the disc world books um where he ends up actually um he's he's someone who he 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 does the job of the grim reaper because it's why he he knows that it's why he is there yeah um the power of like in the disc world books there's this there, there's a concept of the power of belief where belief is 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 if you believe in something enough um it will come true uh the power of manifestation mm. essentially and yeah. so it's it's sort of like an american god yeah thing too. yeah, yeah. and so death in mm. that world is empowered emotionally by the fact of he's because he knows of this of of this power of belief so he's like oh I know that my duty is to usher those dying into the underworld. And so I, and he goes, and he knows that he must have been created from this power of belief. And that um, sort of duty to the human race is what drives him in the book. And so he actually ends up having this deep appreciation for humanity, even mm. though he is the, the, the personification of the end of what a human is a life um and right. so like in the book he he um uh their version of santa claus i think like dies or something happens so um death becomes santa claus because he knows people need that at one point he adopts um he adopts a girl and he and he raises her and eventually has to see her die and even though he is death he he mm. he he can't even escape himself um mm. and so i if if i highly recommend people read uh terry pratchett's where i mean he has over his hundreds of books um just right. read anything from him specifically the disc so world they're really really interesting um something that i was thinking about <clears throat> when we were talking about like the narrative is I, I almost wonder if the personification of death is in a way like a survival strategy that we've developed. Like, you know how when like a human is really good at, at making a face out of something that's not a face? Like, we can see a face in the woods because our brains are so good at detecting other human faces that sometimes we can make a face out of something that's not really there. Or like yeah. the man on the moon, you know, that kind of thing. And mm -hmm. I feel like a survival strategy to that is is the fact that we can better understand each other and communicate with each other and so i wonder if it's the same thing with like personifying ideas like death where it helps us either be afraid of death like it's like almost like a person and you're you're afraid of that person so you avoid it Mm -hmm. in a way and like that's kind of like a tactic that you could use like i wouldn't want to meet the grim reaper so you're using it as a, as a survival strategy and the other way is like you were saying jack like like a communication thing it's like someone to lead you through yeah death, someone to accompany you so that you're not alone someone to uh a person that can make comfort you in your final hour i don't know yeah uh yeah i think that's really um that's really interesting that's really like 
it's got to be like a primitive thing, you know? Well, cause I mean, we, we I personify mean, a lot of ideas. Yeah, we talked about this in our Origins of Mankind um, episode a few weeks mm-hmm. ago where we talked about how like um, some scientists think that fire was much more important than the utility because it created a space for humans to get together and communicate mm. with each other. Um, and so I think that communication is like, is an integral part of humanity. And and so I totally would, would agree that like, but by, by per, like, that's probably why humans are obsessed with pers- personifying things, anything, everything. Yeah. Um, animals. Because, yeah. Animals, objects, items, I, items mm-hmm. ideas. Yeah. Um, because that way you can, um, you can approach it and you can begin to understand it and begin to communicate with it and even if it's all in your head yeah yeah because that's what humans know best is other humans and i think that's what makes us like that's what's caused some of our like success as a species to get to the point where Mm -hmm. we are is the fact that we can understand each other but i think Um, in a way you could argue too that it's it's also part of our failures as a species i mean like you look at the the hierarchy of like creatures on the earth and it's like you know we, we we see god as a human and we are like disciples of god we are right below him and then below that is animals and then below that is bugs and yeah but, so, but i would but yeah but people don't people don't view themselves as like humans yes understand humans but a human mm-hmm. can also go i have more power than you yeah like they understand that within within their own their own thing i guess what i'm what i mean is like we kind of we reflect humans onto ideas that are so much bigger than ourselves oh that we're belittling other things because they aren't like us i don't know it's it's kind of more conceptual than it is literal but like yeah i guess so oh well i sort of like I, I uh, something that I take issue with with what a lot of people do is a lot of people try to put um, moral right and wrong on things that like can't really that don't really have it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the objective fact that life comes to an end, you know. Yeah. Um, and so the, oh, this is this this so this brings me back to why I said no judgment, Jay. Um, and so because <laughs> because death, I think I think it's interesting that death is specifically. Um, like this this concept of death this personification of death death as a person who can think and feel um you know if you're comparing that if you're comparing them to god and the devil um Mm -hmm. death is someone who does not judge um there Mm -hmm. is a there is a famous uh ancient germanic uh sort of folk tale that says um uh that there was a a a man who un- who had his thirteenth child, and the man unfortunately uh, was uh, a very a very limited means. They were very poor uh, to begin with, and having thirteen mm-hmm. children, they were very strung out. So the man needed to clear his head, and he took a walk in the woods to try to think of what he was going to do next. And the man was approached by his god, and he, the god said. Let me be the godfather of your child. I will, uh, I will raise them and I will take them off your hands so they won't be a burden on you. I'll give them a good life. Uh, the devil, not to be outdone, appeared as well and said, no, 
I will be the child's godfather. I will raise him. Yada, yada, yada. The man denied both of them and kept walking through the woods because he did not want his child to be raised by someone who casts judgment upon humanity. Hmm. As he continued through the woods, he was approached by death himself. And death offered, again, I will be the godfather of this child. And the man agreed because everyone is equal in the eyes of death. Um, death and, is just the door, and then yeah. once you once you walk through the door, then you are judged. But yeah, and um, death doesn't care who walks through. Yeah, basically, yeah, and he. Um, uh, there, there's a there's that's not even the main the main the main point of that myth is like later down because the boy that is that death is the godfather um that death is the godfather of it's it's basically just says that no one is greater than death essentially i'll finish out the myth but essentially when the boy comes of age death is approaches him and he goes hey i'm your godfather uh i'll give you since i'm your godfather i want to help you out i'll give you this potion that can cure any illness uh and he goes, if I am hovering over the sick person that you want to cure, that means that I'm that you can go ahead and cure them. But if I'm sitting at the foot of their bed, that means that I've already made up my mind and that I will be taking them and that you can't cure them. So the boy takes his potion and becomes a great doctor, curing everyone. Uh, eventually, the tales of his of his of his deeds get to the king. The king is really sick, and the boy gets called in to heal him. Who's the boy is now a man. At the foot of the bed is sitting death. Um, so normally the boy wouldn't be able to save the king, but uh, the boy flips the bed around really quickly so that death is actually at the head of the bed, not the foot. And then the boy cures the king really quickly so that he can be like, hey, you weren't at the foot of the bed. You said <laughs> as long as you weren't at the foot of the bed, I could cure him. So this obviously infuriates death. Um, So... He's like, the next time you defy me, I will kill you. I'm going to take you to, 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 to the underworld. Uh, so there's a princess uh, in a tower, and she is greatly sick. And uh, the boy gets called again to heal her. And again, death is sitting at the foot of her bed. But the boy is so love-struck with beauty that he is like, oh, my God, I have to cure her. I'm in love with her. And he cures her. Uh, and then death gets mad and is like, boom, I told you if you disobey me, I'm going to kill you. Boy, you. Boy, you fucked up. And uh, that is, uh, and that's literally, that's the end. The end is just no one's and greater than moral death. of the story is, don't fall for thirst traps because they will kill you. <laughs> yeah. But um, I thought jo he wasn't supposed to judge anybody. He's like, mm, you didn't listen to me. I'm judging you for that. I'm mad. <laughs> I'm deaf and I'm mad. No, he's not judging him for that. He's 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 just being like, you disobeyed me. I told you not to. He's not saying he's good or bad. He's just yeah, saying yeah. That he's dead now. Um, mm -hmm. But you're, you're this dead. brings up uh, I, I, an interesting thought I had, which is I think it's funny that we haven't talked about, is that by turning death into a man or a person or whatever, um, you can beat death because a person mm. can be beaten. Um, and so I think just Except as much... Except for father time. Just as much... Shut up, Bobby. He's <laughs> undefeated, baby. Just as much as we see this obsession with death as someone to guide you and someone to 
someone who's coming to get you. Uh, we see death as someone who can be tricked um, in mm. uh, in that famous uh, The Seventh Seal, that famous movie where the soldier comes back and challenges death to a game of chess and beats him. You know, ever like mm. way back. Uh, that is, um, you know, like death is always like people are always trying to get a get a get get trying one to cheat up death trying to cheat death get one up on death because when you personify death or simplify that idea down you know it becomes more manageable and it's like well maybe maybe i don't have to die then. here's the thing though right okay hot take i think humans have the potential to cheat death in in terms of either getting to the point where we're so uh advanced where we can download our consciousness onto a computer or can we do that eventually maybe oh yeah yeah, yeah. like san junipero kind of thing or you know health and in reverse aging technology gets so great that we're able to stop death and and here's the thing like i don't have any hope for it for myself but you know why not i guess is like the question i want to bring up because Look at like those little like teddy bear thingies, those like microscopic things. Tardigrades. They never. Yeah, they like don't yeah. die, you know. Yeah, but like, they also don't. Consume. But it's evolution got them to that point, you know. Yeah, but and they it's also like, don't. They don't consume the planet's resources at an ever increasing rate that is non renewable. True, but technology could eventually solve that, you know. Like I know, we, but. Uh, well, if everyone stopped dying, everyone would have into. to stop giving birth too. There's actually an SCP story that I that I put a little note to talk about, um, where um, uh, humanity becomes an SCP because they stop dying, and so the Ooh. story go the story goes through all the repercussions about like what if people stop dying. I mean, it is an interesting. I've always thought about. It. I mean, obviously, eventually, when you reach like the heat death of the universe or whatever you're gonna run into some issues but like i think that with the right technology i mean we could improve our chances of living vastly longer you know obviously i don't think our brains are meant for that long of life yeah it would be interesting to see what would happen to the mental yeah. there's a um there's like, a would you learn and get better there's a series about human immortality hosted by adam savage Mm. Um, where he talks about how he solves all the different issues about like how he theoretically realistically could live forever where he um, he like explains how you can theoretically regrow limbs and about he starts downloading his brain memories Mm -hmm. on off onto hard drives I think eventually he just uploads himself probably imagine like getting to the point where your brain's full like I just imagine Uh, like Hate to break it to you, Bobo, but I'm already there. Uh-huh. Yeah, there this week. Um, do you think it was card if full? You, if you uploaded mm-hmm. yourself, okay. Here's what I want to know. Okay, say we can upload yourself, right? Yeah. Can you? So, also for the sake of argument, it like I can upload myself, but still be in my body. I can duplicate myself on. I can duplicate myself onto a computer, right? Yeah. Um, I want to see like how they change. Like me as a person, my downloaded self mm-hmm. versus my real self, right? It essentially, I guess, because you wouldn't have be, your human limitations. Yeah, and also I would be a different entity, kind of. 
Yeah. So I, wa- I wonder how like they would how they w- how how my base personality would change based on that as moving forward. I think that would be cool. Mm. Right, because your personality is based on your ex- past experiences and being downloaded into a computer is a experience that your computer self would have experienced but your real self would not. Yeah, you know how people talk about like nature versus nurture? Mm-hmm. Um apparently like based on some stuff that i've seen and again classic bog i have no freaking uh (laughs) citations or notes on this at all or evidence or anything but um apparently personality is a lot more uh nature than than we think it is and like uh like human development is a lot a lot of nature apparently and nature would be like genetic yes yes like if your dad's angry, you're angry versus if you're raised in it. People who believe in nature over nurture would think that angry dad, angry son. Um, a- angry dad has an angry son. Angry dad has a son who gets raised by nice parents is still angry. Mm. A nurture would be the angry dad has a son who gets raised by nice parents and is now nice. There must be like an average like percentage of, you know, like if you... <clears throat> Like eighty percent nature, twenty percent nurture, or something yeah, like that. I mean, it's it's definitely both. Definitely go into effect. Mm. Um, Honestly, like I, I don't know. I don't know what I was gonna say. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I was gonna say? But you know what? It was gonna be really honest. It was gonna be really honest. It was, and I remember what I was gonna say. <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was about to say. I got that's 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 uh that's it for me. On, Honestly, uh, boys, on my stuff. What was a fun discussion? I can I be mm. honest, guys. I missed you guys. I know it's yeah, only it's been, been a while since we it's recorded. been a minute. It's been a little bit since we recorded because stupid work keeps scheduling me last yeah. minute. Yeah, nice we, we, we kind of got this one in under the wire. It's yeah. late. It's late in the week. I'm gonna have to throw this one together real quick. Yeah, this one's not even getting um, edited, people. So you're gonna get to hear our little yeah. mistakes. Yeah, this one's gonna be pretty raw. <laughs> it'll be raw. Yeah, it'll oh, be good. But um, thanks Brain for listening. Boggled. Raw guys, uh, uh, we've got one more Bogtober mm-hmm. app. One more Bog. Yep. Yeah, I don't even know what I'm doing yet. So yeah, if you Bog have any ideas, do that one, I guess. Well, too late because I probably already picked it by the time you hear this. Bobby, this Actually, is coming no. out in two days. So. Coming out in two days. So you know what? If you have any ideas, yeah, reach out to us at uh, brainbogglepodcast at gmail.com send us your ideas we got plenty of ideas that you guys have sent in that are on the back burner for after bogtober oh do we, we want to give a uh, give a thank you to the nice email we got oh yes we can't mention the name but we will just say our Did special say guest m in our name okay yeah yeah we'll say yeah just, you know just who to you play are it safe you know you who, know you, who are. you are m you sent us an email uh and oh my god it, it brought a tear to my eye um it was so very beautiful. kind mm-hmm. uh, oh, they apparently they we're woke which is cool i didn't know we were woke but we try we try i mean we yeah, we, we we try to be an inclusive podcast you know we don't want to like leave anyone out unless you're like a shitty racist i guess yeah, that's, that's sh- kind of like where we draw the line racist but then <laughs> yeah. also i i leave the door open just a crack for you to maybe see the light and yeah. come to our side of the table that's all you know yeah you know, we'll, we'll shake hands as long as you agree to yeah. to be a nice p- human being to your fellow other humans. Yeah, maybe maybe reexamine your thought processes and come see things from our our side of the table, and then um, you you'll find it's a much nicer and warmer and welcoming environment. Yeah, 
It's nice and cozy you'll feel over here. about your life. Yeah, you'll feel better. You'll you know, we got better. we got but mugs over here. We got homemade speaking mugs. Speaking of feeling warm and cozy and putting a chider on for this cr- <gasps> put, crisp put October on. podcast listening. Yeah, get a nice chider, which is, again, if you missed it at the beginning, a nice hot apple cider mm. with a chai tea bag in it. No, don't. Mm. We got we to make I'm it and, and bottle it and sell it. Yes. I had juice. a... I had a cappuccino today <laughs> with uh, almond milk, with steamed almond milk. It was pretty great. It was pretty great. You know what a I found out today, which a I can't believe about, about almonds and almond milk, what? is that, that? Um, apparently the smell of almonds calms bees down and the smell of bananas causes them to become angry and attack. <laughs> so what if that. we have uh, almond soaked banana? Almond milk soaked they'll banana. Explode. They'll <laughs> explode. That's what will happen, they, Bobby. They'll they'll be in, they'll see the Eldridge gods and will <laughs> yeah. in, their minds will implode. And on that note, <laughs> yes. Uh, so don't soak up. a banana in almond milk. Thanks for listening. Good, great episode. That was fun, boys. I really enjoyed this yeah, one. We got one, fun. one more week of October. One more to sign up, Bog. Stay tuned. And uh, where can these oh. little bogglers find our uh, our social meds, boys? Oh, the social meds. Uh, on Instagram, mm. we're at brainboggled. On Twitter, we're yep. at brainboggledpod. We had already mentioned the yes. Gmail, brainboggledpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we, earlier in the app, mentioned our uh, little uh, website, brainboggledpodcast.com. We also have a shop mm. on that website uh, where you can get... T-shirts, mugs, bags, uh, laptop covers. Uh, we have a special mug only available during October. It's you won't be able to buy it after October is left, over. Uh, the bog mug, get it while it's hot. Get it while it's available. Uh, and I believe, but don't worry, we got Christmas merch coming. That's up. Yeah, we'll get some holiday merch. Something, maybe some Hanukkah merch. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll and no, check it. Check out that Patreon. Oh, pa- Patreon.com uh, Patreon. forward slash Podcast. We've got bonus episodes for as little as one buckaroo a month. So yeah. go check those out. And we'll Tons of stuff uh, up we'll there. have a uh, poll for our next uh, our next bonus app going whoop, up whoop. in a little bit. So uh, get on that because you don't want to miss uh, you don't want to miss being able to decide what you hear with your money. Dia de los mm. muertos. Uh, maybe. <laughs> we'll <laughs> All right, see. Thank we'll you see. guys for listening. Goodbye. Peace credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.